previously on the Pocket Now Weekly. Hey, you, you want to go over to Lake Crowbag <laughs> and get man. a cra- croissant? <laughs> <laughs> Lake Crowbag. NASCAR! <laughs> and on this episode of Pocket Now, a wild Taylor Martin appears. <laughs> Nice. I thought about that on the ride over. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 326 of The Weekly, brought to you by PocketNow and XDA Developers on Friday the 5th of October 2018. Uh, From LG to Microsoft and a bit of Nokia as well, let's get talking about everything that had... To be that had to be announced this week. Everything it just had to be this week. So much stuff going on, and if you can't hear it in my voice already, uh, I am your slightly under the weather cross country podcaster. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? I have a cup of tea here. Give me a second. Let me just throw the bag out while I let. Um, well, Jaime is not here yet, but let's go ahead and get some words from Brandon Miniman. How's this week treated you? Since you didn't have to travel anywhere. <laughs> Solid, and I have a new microphone that's cardioid, which we learned is the shape of the sound field. It's kind of like a heart or a peach, as Joshua said. But I'm going to call it a heart because it's more heart-shaped. So hopefully I sound nice and crisp. What do you, well, how I do you think... know what a heart looks like, Brandon? <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's good. It's your first day back, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, got him. You're such a bully. By the way, well, credit, credit where credit's due. Uh, I think the peach comment actually came from Taylor. Taylor Martin, rejoining Pocket Now, our best damn everyday carrier. Taylor Martin, how have you been? I've been great. I've been busy. I've been all over the place. I love this setup you have, by the way. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. I, I spent my whole week fixing this office. I uh, still got to paint, but yeah, it's been it's been nice. It feels good to be back, too. In sure. the next podcast, yeah. we're going to have to talk about your beard, because I have a lot of questions about it. It's, I have uh, uh, nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our pro- our podcast producer extraordinaire Jules Wong is in the booth. Uh, I am probably going to pull him into the podcast once or twice, uh, given certain circumstances, because we're talking about so many things this week. All right, we're hitting the ground running. Um, we were in New York over the last number of days, Jaime and I were, uh, because there were certain meetings that we can't talk about, as usual, hashtag NDA. Can we do that? Can we make that a hashtag? Can we just like tease everything and just go hashtag NDA all the time? Um, so we have we have that at stuff. And then right after it was an evening event on the LG V40 Think Q. Um, yeah, there you go. The already the Snickers are coming from Brandon over there. Um, all right. So LG's brand new device that has five cameras. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. Two of them on the front, three of them on the back. And now there is a telephoto zoom on the rear along with wide angles, not only on the rear, but also on the front facing camera. So you can get more people in your shot. Or if you're like me and you're a bit of a vlogger, it's going to look a little bit more like the kind of lenses I would use as a vlogger, perhaps. Now, there are a number of caveats with this phone, but let's go ahead and jump into it a little bit. Jaime did do his review already of it. Um, And with that in mind, I actually have his V40 at this point because I'm going to do some content on it as well. But let's go down the spec sheet a little bit. The Snapdragon 845, uh, 6.4 inches OLED screen. Uh, It's a um, Quad HD Plus panel. And it has 6 gigabytes of RAM and 64 gigabytes of onboard storage, but it does have a micro SD card slot. Talking about those cameras, we have a 12 megapixel, uh, 45 degree f 2.4. So that's your wide angle. You have the normal angle one, which is a 12 megapixel f 1.5. And then you have a 16 megapixel f 1.9 at, oh, 45 is zoom. Sorry about that. Hold on. 45 degree. Oh, okay. I'm getting my numbers up. I'm getting my numbers mixed up. 107 degree. Okay. 
let me start over. <laughs> 12 megapixel, 45 degree, 45, 45 is zoom, 45 millimeter. See, it should say millimeter here. That's the reason why I got a little bit. Wait, no, 45 millimeter, 45 ang- degree angle of view. That's the reason why it's that. Okay. In any case, there's a telephoto, a regular zoom. Uh, there's, a, there's a zoom, a regular. You can tell I'm sick right now. There's a zoom, a regular, and a wide. And then on the front, there's an 80 degree, um, an 80 degree camera and a 90 degree camera. Now, this is one of those hot takes I want to get from you guys. Does 10 degrees more field of view mean wide angle to you guys? These, um, these cameras sound really good on paper. Uh, when, when Jaime was here last week, um, it was like a day after he got the uh, V40, and I was playing with it, and I was switching between you know the wide angle, the regular camera, and the telephoto, just back and forth. And the difference was so minor. I was expecting like, you know, with the G7 and the other dual camera LG phones, when you go from regular to wide angle, it's just dramatic. But between these three cameras, they're so close. It's kind of disappointing, I, I think. Yeah, Taylor, you had a thought? Well, I was going to say that it's hard to know exactly what they are in terms of millimeters because focal length is, is how I think of these cameras. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of this stuff, and you, you guys are going to have to forgive me because I've been out of the game for four years now. Uh, so all of this <laughs> is very new to me. I don't even, I was trying to remember what the last phone I reviewed was, and I think it was the iPhone 6 Plus. Whoa. So it's, yeah, that's it's, a throwback for sure. It's been a while. Uh, it was it was just caught up. It was just cut off of Apple's um, support now because at the event they were like seven eight nine ten. I mean seven eight ten ten s. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been a while, and I don't know how those uh, field of view or the the angle of view translates mm-hmm. to millimeters as yeah. far as focal length goes. Um, so it's hard to know um, if. 10 degrees is, is a big difference, but I think as far as uh, front cameras on a phone go, like, I don't see why you would need two. Why not just make well, them all wide? Like, wider- Well, that's the thing. For, for a front-facing camera, I remember one time it was LG and I think also HTC that put one camera on the front, and what they would just do was crop in if you wanted certain like fields of view right the only um, the only downside to that is is with a wide lens if you hold it really close to your face it's gonna you know stretch your nose out and make you look yeah it's gonna distort your head um yeah but again most it'll, people, it'll warp you around uh it'll warp you around a little bit there's obviously distortion on the ends and the thing is i remember when i was using the v40 for the very little amount of time that i have so far um when i went to the 90 degree f- uh frame of view of, um field of view i should say um it did look better like it's a lot of front facing cameras on smartphones are too narrow they're way too narrow yeah. they may, they're 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 just for like this just right here and nice just like face. around chest area up yeah thank you as <laughs> a little chest area and up you know it's not it's you're, they're trying to make sure that your face takes up as much of the frame as possible. But the thing is, we're in the vlogging generation now. We want to be able to share the rest of our. You want to get your pictorials and, in there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been doing, I've been doing some uh, some bench that's pressing. Right. Um, um, I've been I've been benching. I've been benching. It's, it's, all, it's all good. I've been benching I'm trying tacos. to get ready for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Um, what I used to do with uh, LG phones with the wide angle on the rear is just hit record and then turn it around like this. That's what I. That's what I generally would do, and it and it, it usually worked really well. Even though you could see a lot on my arm, it, it was a great like secondary vlogging camera. Um, but five cameras. I mean, yeah, Taylor, like you said, you're you've been out of the game for a little while. Um, you've you've seen from sort of like the outside perspective that more and more cameras are making it onto devices. I've been. 
I I certainly have. <laughs> well, what what's been what's been your uh, what's been your thought on all that so far? Now we're up to five total. Yeah, so it's interesting because the the time I've been away, I've put a lot of effort into video quality, camera quality, stills, taking photos. I've upped my video game, and the the videographer photographer in me says, you know, you should be a okay with just using a phone for general purpose. But the gearhead in me is like, man, I don't like it. I don't like the the quality of the phones that we've got. And or the cameras and the phones that we have, and I'm not totally blown away by anything anymore. And it's just because you know I just got a full frame camera, and it's like mind blowing. Um, <laughs> yeah, spoiled. <laughs> yeah, super spoiled. But at the same time, you have fun stuff like this, and I think this this is a better option to me than having two, three, four lenses in a phone or cameras built into a phone. The depth sensors are great, but if you take a look at like the second camera on an iPhone, the the zoom lens or camera on the iPhone is such lower quality than the main camera. And that's they generally are. Yeah. yeah, and that's the problem is that it's cool, but you're sacrificing part of what makes having really great cameras in a phone great. You know? Yeah. Th- there is the argument though that pe- Yeah, there are, there is that there is that argument that people are making, especially with this phone, um, that you want to have everything built in. That way you have those options. And it is a bit of a shame though that, because for example, Moment, you just mentioned them, they do make lenses and cases for the Note 9. Um, so you can put those lenses on either one of, yeah, you can put those big lenses on either one of the pieces of glass on the back of this phone. It will be great if we're able to take advantage of that with the three different cameras on the back of the LG. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> right, and you can with with the iPhone ten. And I, I'm yeah, assuming well. the newer ones, you can move the lens between the cameras. Um, it yeah, doesn't exactly. work flawlessly, so I'm, but... Yeah, I'm a big fan of Moment as well. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, Jaime just caught in, uh, so there he is. I'm so glad you're here, so, Jaime. Sorry. You're going to help talk for about a lot of stuff because my throat is killing me right now. <laughs> oh, so you, you don't have oil of oregano? Not yet. I have, to, I, haven't, I've have, I have yet to go grab some. I have tea, though, as you can see. Oh, gentlemen, I apologize, but I had issues with my coffee machine and priorities. You know... <laughs> I had to run get right, coffee. Right. When you guys asked me if I could be on today, I was like, I gotta go get coffee. I have to. Oh my god! Look at Taylor Martin with a fancy microphone. Hey. Man. Look at this guy. Oh, he's god. really matured. It's like, uh, I know. He's really oh, and look matured. at look at Brandon Miniman look with at a this fancy thing. microphone. What's happened? What's happened? Oh my god! I'm liking this pocket now a lot. <laughs> We've all grown. All up. right, Jaime. <laughs> All right, I mean, you you can give us the most information on our main topic right or our current topic right now, which is of course the LG V40. Um, uh, you have my unit. I, I do. I was saying I, I have the unit. <laughs> I haven't set it up yet. Uh, I plan on doing some cool stuff this weekend. You can look forward to a I'm, vlog. Um, I'm looking forward to it. But yes, let's talk about V40. Yes. Um, we're on, we so, were on the cameras. We haven't gotten to the battery yet. So if you want to bring that up, go for it. So here's the thing. Um, there are a lot of things that LG does really well. I, th- I would say that vi- better than, than other companies. Uh, for example, their hardware design ever since the G6 has been on point. Um, there's, there's something about the V40 that's interesting. It doesn't feel like the V30. It's taller. Um, and there's this like bevel in the screen that makes it feel, I don't know, it, it almost feels like all glass and no, no metal anywhere. Um, it feels really, really nice. 
I felt that the weight distribution was great. I obviously, I despise the, the software. Uh, but then again, as much as I despise the approach to the user interface, it had great battery life for me. Sorry. I, I tested it on AT&T, had great battery life. I then swapped SIM cards to T-Mobile, great battery life, no problems whatsoever. It's an 845, so the speeds are great as well. Um, but then when we jumped to the camera, I don't know, two things. Number one, uh, the design of the camera at the back, I'm not I'm not a fan of it. It looks like a spider. Mm. Uh, honestly, exactly. <laughs> like a row of eyes. <laughs> so it, it looks so weird out of all things. You know, for me, honestly, it wasn't really like the design of the camera hump. But it was like where they put the flash all the way to one end. And so it looks asymmetrical. Like, why not put the flash below the camera lenses? And then below that is the fingerprint scanner. And that would have looked probably better balanced. Um, and then they made some sacrifices that they didn't really tell people. And uh, like the first one, if you notice, there is no laser autofocus. You know, LG has had laser autofocus since the G3. Oh. Yeah, they killed that. And you can totally tell when you're taking photos. One of the things that I like the most about LG phones prior to the V40 is just that like focusing was snappy, immediate. Uh, and so you had the advantage of face detection autofocus plus the laser focus. And so it was on point all the time, not with the V40. And so there are certain features that I, I wouldn't consider gimmicks. Like for example, you've got three cameras and it's got a mode where you're able to take the three photos at the same time. Yeah. And at the same time, it'll also record a video. And so I find that to be genius, like all cameras at the same time. It takes a little It takes a little bit to jump from one to the other, but you get to capture the moment without fumbling with the controls. I find that to be fantastic. So does that work? You know what the problem is? You know what the problem is? <laughs> that the last shot, the telephoto shot, always comes out out of focus. Yeah. Um, what was that? What, what were you saying, real quick, uh, Taylor? I was going to ask if it if it shot them all at once, like all sensors are firing at the same time. And no, it buffers. no, it's not all at the same so time. One, not a, not all next, at the same and time. Then the next, so right. it's like a slow HDR. It's like a, It's not just a slow HDR, but it's like when you're taking. Have you ever seen night mode on the Huawei P20 Pro? I, I have. Uh, it, it, it. Okay, so the moment you, you hit should. the shutter, the moment you hit the shutter, it starts. It sounds like it starts like a countdown. And so it's like shot one, shot two, shot three, and so it's done. Um, I like the idea. I just the implementation's not good, uh, which was odd because I was it you that noticed Josh that the units that they had on display at the event those could do. Oh, Danny was the one that noticed it. That in those units it worked just fine, but then in the units that we had for review, uh, and I mean I had the unit for about a week and a half. Um, that the implementation was not good there. Well, that's that's LG's uh, song and dance every single time, yeah. right? Is pre-production yeah. software, pre-production software. Pre but then, but then they're so good about their pre-production software, and then their production software sucks. Oh. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is just the weirdest thing. Like when the G5 launched, their hardware on the on the demo units was fabulous, but then when we got the final units, that sucked. And then in the case of the G6, uh, the the my uh pre-production unit performed far better than the final unit that I got from from the carrier. And so that was just so weird. And then the third thing is, in the case of the, you know, just photography as it is, um, so I feel that photography is a bit overexposed. I like the results, don't get me wrong. Like, LG really punches saturation to the limit, and the blend of that OLED, where they finally got the OLED right on this V40, like I had some burning issues with the V30, with the V35, and with the V30 Plus, not the V30. Um, no issues on this V40. It was great, 
But the, and the photos look great on the phone, but once you pull them out to the computer, they're good. It's just like, for example, their their version of Night Mode, which is pixel binning and you know grabbing a sixteen megapixel shot and turning it into four. Yeah, it was it wasn't fabulous. Like I I I noticed nothing, no improvements between that sort of pixel binning and what Samsung would do with their galaxies on a typical photo without the binning. Mm. Whereas if you look at a P twenty Pro when they do that pixel binning from forty to ten. It is crazy great. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I feel that LG still needs to work a little more. But all these, again, these are software issues. These are things that they can fix because the hardware's there. Like the 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 size of the microns is there. The focal the focal length and the and the um, sorry, not the focal length, but the like everything that's necessary is there. It's just they need to tune in their software a little bit. They that, need, that's my opinion. They need a partnership much like what Huawei has. Like why not just yes. go for the competitor like Zeiss or something? You yes, know? yes. And and oh, and one thing that I did like, wow, like they finally figured out the sharpening of their video. Oh, sweet. I hated sharpening on LG phones. I remember there was this one time where I, I did a trip to the Vatican with a G7 because I was like, oh, yeah, this is like the perfect video with the V30. And yeah, this is the perfect video camera. And then when I see the results, like they were not on par with an iPhone. Just nothing, not even close. Even yeah. with, it doesn't it doesn't really matter if you've got all these amazing manual controls and all these ama- all this amazing hardware and those great microphones. If the resulting video, the, the just the codec and just the way everything was delivered was, was crappy. Yeah, you know. Josh. Um, okay, so oh, I was sorry, gonna go say, ahead, Josh, you 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 mentioned um, perhaps LG should partner with um, Zeiss to help improve the, the processing and so forth, and then uh, of course that brings to mind the Leica partnership with Huawei. And yep. yeah, do you guys know what that actually means? Like, what did Leica do? Oh, so we were at the wall. We were at the Leica factory. Do you want to do that, Josh? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we were at the Leica factory. It was an incredible experience. The entire yes. campus looks like a camera <laughs> in, in certain wow. ways. And it's really <laughs> it's awesome. Designed to to resemble a camera uh, camera awesome. lens. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what they basically told us was that while Leica does not actually manufacture all of the bits and pieces that go into the Huawei phones, they they worked really closely with Huawei to tune them. Um, so all of Leica's expertise goes into that, and then it goes off to China and gets made by a bunch of like people out there. So um, the uh, so so Leica has a has a real big hand in how the quality of um, pictures comes out from those cameras. It may not be full, it may not be glass because Leica's all about that glass. It's it's not actually glass in there, obviously, because that would make it a little bit dangerous. Um, but they have a hand in every little piece of the tuning of those cameras. So- so maybe they should partner with Red because Red is really having trouble oh, making God. a phone. Because <laughs> Red is not going to make. Because Red is not going to make a phone. Let's just face it. Like it's so they should just the worst. They should just marry. You know, they should just get together. Yeah, they should just get together. Yeah. Well, well, but but here's the thing. Like, um, you know, Sony's got their partnership with Zeiss when it comes to their camera. Oh, that's right. Phones. Sony has Zeiss. Yeah. yeah, and then we've got Nokia with Zeiss on phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we saw that Nokia 7.1 that was just recently announced. Uh, yep, and, it's coming later. I'm, I'm glad that that's back happening. Uh, by the way, I hate the fact that there is no... By, by the way, this is the Sony Xperia XZ3, for those of you that hadn't seen it. It arrived a couple of days ago. I hate that these phones, I mean, they the, the, the sensors are made by Sony, and yet their best work, like the best work from Sony sensors... Is not on Sony. It's another phones. other phones. It's just the the biggest irony. So funny. It's it's the biggest irony with with these companies. But I'll give you an example when it comes to um, 
why what why do I like photography from Huawei phones? And this doesn't include the P20 Pro actually. I think that the P20 Pro is like a means to an end. It's like they're experimenting with new things and the P20 Pro Pro is that step in that right direction. So probably the Mate 20 Pro will be the phone that will deliver. But like one thing that I like about taking photos with Panasonic cameras that are tuned by Leica is just their the the way they handle low light. It's like a micro four thirds sensor is not good for low light. And then they do a way of handling grain and like skin tone and just, you know, products. Per se. I, I don't know what it is, but it looks really, really nice. And the same goes with Huawei phones previous to the P20. Because I feel that the P20 was just too oversaturated. Whereas if you took oh, a yeah. photo with the Mate 10, with the Mate 10 Pro, you would notice this like interesting grain and in, like taking photos at like a flower or something like that. And it looked really good. The other phone that does that with no partnership whatsoever is the Note 9. And there's like no, they don't mention any differences in tuning. Well, they did mention that there were enhancements in the algorithm. And one thing that I noticed with those Note 9 photos was that there's this grain that looks really nice. Okay. Um, so uh, other things about the V40 that I want to make sure you touch on. I have one main question, and then we're going to move on to LG's other product, which, by the way, Taylor, if you have uh, uh, a browser up, I would say go ahead and take a look at LG's other product before we talk about because I'm really is, interested to hear what you what Is you it just me, or do you sound in slow-mo, Josh? I was about to ask do if I your really? voice Uh-oh. just got like really deep. Yeah, it did. That was so interesting. Uh-oh. I might have I might have to restart my mic. Um, but but first I'll let you, you sound uh, like if you're in slow mo, dude. All right, it's so, it's so funny. Keep coming. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you guys talk real quick about the battery. The, the battery of the V40, or what are we talking about? Well, am I going to have a trouble with that battery running out on me when I'm trying to vlog all day? The V40, no, uh, no. I I was very satisfied with the battery life on that phone. Zero problems whatsoever. <laughs> like, okay. uh, like, I feel that LG gets that right. And I just find it so odd with the amount of bloat that they include in their hardware. In their software, sorry. I can't remember the last phone that I used that didn't get me through the day in battery life. And that's great. And I know, Jaime, you're having problems with the 10s and, But, like... Yeah, the, ten, the 10s is not delivering for me. I... I it's... So the 10s, I guess, I, I love that Josh was like, I want to have my 10s Max review first. And I was like, fine, great, because I really don't want to trash this phone so badly yet. <laughs> but I just, I feel so disappointed at the 10s because, you know, Apple, like every S year, the battery gets worse and a lot of things get better. Um, and sure, photography is better, but I just, God, I feel that it's not an upgrade. It's like literally, why don't they just launch the 10 for another year with a different, it's like a different color. I mean, while you're at it, why not just launch the damn thing in red or something like that? Probably that, but it's just, it's the most disappointing battery life on a phone right now. That's my opinion. And I've tried it with both T-Mobile and AT&T in different parts of New York, and it's the wow. same stuff. That's the same stuff. What are you What are you rocking, Taylor? By the way, uh, iPhone 10 and Galaxy S8 Plus. I really just carry the iPhone Ooh. 10 though. Ooh, how's how's that life with the 10? Oh, it's great. I don't ever. Yeah. The only time I actually started having problems with the battery life on the 10 was when I started using Tile trackers, Ooh. constant Bluetooth connection. Like I have a key smart bag with a Tile built in and a wallet from Nomad with Tile built in. But see, but see, that's such an irony because I I had Tile trackers connected to my iPhone 10 and I was fine. I have no Tile trackers connected to the 10s and it's terrible. <laughs> I I don't know. It, 
I think it might be a, a lack of optimization from some new tile trackers for me. I don't know. My dogs are going crazy. Sorry. I hope I'm. I hope I'm sound. I hope I'm sounding a little bit better. Um, Definitely. You're back. All right. Cool. Yes. All right, cool. I had to restart the the mic. Um, so uh, one one couple last things on the V40. Um, the software. I know you already said that the software Jaime is not great. I mean, LG just historically has not really had very attractive software, and I I, I do tend to agree. Um, are there any changes to it in the V40 that anyone can actually look forward to, though? Same thing. Oh, really? Same thing. Uh, Literally the same. The same unpolished version of their user interface that looks like twenty. 2009 probably oh wow yeah that's pretty far back and then how about audio did you did you work with audio a whole lot with this phone oh yeah no 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 uh, so i'm actually using the headphones that are bundled in the box i'm sorry uh, no it's cool I didn't get them too. <laughs> uh so it's funny that they didn't do any bno partnership this year but yet you know the quad deck is there and it's just it's fantastic yeah uh it's fantastic like that uh, that on its own like that quad deck for you know from from the perspective of listening to audio is fabulous and then again, like if if you ever forget your microphone somewhere and you have to go anywhere, uh, you could use a V40 as your microphone, as your dedicated microphone. It is that good. Um, and then the boombox speaker. It's it's interesting if you notice the video. It's like, listen, it doesn't have dual firing speakers, but don't worry about it. I mean, because it uses the body of the phone it's as a resonance. So cool. just bring a just bring you an can, em, just bring an empty cardboard yeah. box with you everywhere. <laughs> Exactly. Like, no, or, you know, set it on a wooden table and it sounds like, like, like another product that's that good is like the iPad Pro. The 12 inch iPad Pro sounds fantastic. The new MacBook, the new MacBook Pros, they have great audio. And so this, this is pretty much the phone that provides that audio. And it doesn't matter if you cover the speaker, it'll still, you could still hear clearly. It's, it's so fun. I was, the, uh, when using the G7, it's yeah. so fun to see what you can turn into a speaker. You can literally hold it against a wall. It will vibrate the wall as to cause sound waves. It's just so cool, that boombox tech. It's amazing. Exactly, exactly. No, these these are things that LG does really well. Like, from the perspective of a creator, I felt that the last thing that was missing on that phone was... Uh, you know, for them to fix their vivi- their video algorithm, they fixed it. The, it's it's just like, for example, there's no stabilization at 4K at 60, things like that. Um, That's hard to do, though. The, honestly, there is optical there is optical stabilization, and so it doesn't look bad. It's it's just if you've got a gimbal, use a gimbal. But uh, but would I use the but go but how it. good does 4K 60 look? Like to do so to do 4K 60, the, so the bitrate's got to be like. Four. Their bitrate is really good. It's really good. It's, it's so LG was the first company to provide higher bitrate for for video recording, and the Snapdragon 845 has the capability of supporting it. the The problem with LG was again they supported higher bitrate, but then the quality of the video there was like there was color shifting, like the the low uh, when it when it starts getting becoming low light, like it, it, like if you're in a gloomy day like this color will shift horribly on any phone before this one like the video on this phone is very warm and very detailed i liked it i really liked it it's just it needs stabilization so you use the gimbal you know all right we have to uh we have to go to our break in a second but i want to make sure that we get a couple hot takes on the lg watch w7 real quick Ooh. i just want to be sure that we get this all right so taylor if you were looking at that photo um mechanical arms it is a timepiece, but then there's an oled behind that quick thoughts on that i think it's I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold. Like I used to be the smartwatch guy for Pocket Now. Like I was the one that was like, these things are great. These are going to be amazing. And everybody was out like, eh, 
I have a feel that I could send you right there, dude. <laughs> and and I, I stopped wearing a smartwatch like a year and a half ago, and I've not ever looked back. I've never missed it. Well, this is um, the most hybrid of smartwatches we've ever seen. You know? Well, other than maybe like Withings, but Withings was just like... I have a, uh, Yeah, I'm wearing one too, so... Yeah, so... Oh my god, uh, so... Keep going, Taylor, and then I'll tell you about the watch that I'm so wearing. So if I were to wear one, it would it would have to be a hybrid again, I think, personally, for me. But this style, I'm not digging it. I'm not digging the style at all. Oh man. Because yeah. I was I was I was so I was so into it to be honest. Um What what do you think, Josh? I mean, you saw it more than I did because I barely made it to the to the ending of the demo era. I think everyone should just like calm down and just let LG experiment. Like isn't this where LG shines is when they try something kind of radically new. And, and the uh, the in, the interface looks great because they changed it up so that it so that it sort of goes around the 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 two mechanical arms, but I will admit that app developers need to keep that in mind as well. They need to make sure I, they need to know that things might be covering their their stuff. Right. I feel that it needs work, but I think it's a it's genius so idea. Cool. It's so cool. But the, the I think it's about, a genius idea. The thing about a watch like this, especially for me, is is the style and the, the, the aesthetic of it. And that's something about watches that I think smart watches have, totally have missed. gotten wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, a, a watch oh is God. a style thing. It's, it's very much style. So it's a blending of style and tech, which is not any kind of secret. It's not news. This isn't my style. So immediately, I don't even care. Because it's not something I would wear. I wear all black face watches and they white. threw silver on it. Right, mm-hmm. they're white. Let, let, me, white. let me tell you about it's, something. Oh, hold on, so, hold on, Jaime. I do want to make sure we get to our break because Jules is itching to... Uh, do it, do it, Yeah, do it. Jules is itching to read that ad. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go pay some bills. Jules. <laughs> this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is made possible with support from Caseta by Lutron. And today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron, smart lighting control, brought to you by Lutron, Pioneers in smart home technology. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to well at home. Caseta smart dimmers work with almost any smart speaker, be it Apple's HomePod or one with Google Assistant or Amazon Alexa, and lets you control your lights just by asking out loud. And you can adjust your lamps at the same time as your security cameras, thermostats, and music systems too. And because it's from Lutron, the company behind the first electronic dimmer, with nearly 60 years of experience, you can trust that it'll work. Now, I've been given some switches to test out, and even in a small condominium, Caseta works wonders. For example, here's one thing I regret about living here. I have a whole bunch of stuff in between my entryway and my living room switch. So when I get through the door after a night out... There's a lot of fumbling, I've got stubbed toes, it's just not a good look, because it's dark. But since I have Caseta by Lutron dimmers, and speakers from Amazon and Google, I just call either of them up, tell them to turn on the living room lights, and boom, there's light. Simple as that. Get smart lighting, and get it the smart way, with Caseta by Lutron. You can search C-A-S-E-T-A, or hit up Lutron.com for more information. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to Peace of Mind. So uh, we do have a bit of a, a check-in. Jaime stepped out for a second, so while Jaime is out, I do want to ask one quick thing, Taylor, uh, since we have you back. Um, now that you're back after like three, four years of being out of the game, what is something that's actually like truly jazzed you recently in tech? What's something you're really looking forward to looking at now that you're back with Pocket Now? I, I think it's going to be nice to 
step back into the world of Android because I got the Galaxy S8 Plus and it was okay. I mean, it was just another phone for me and I've not really... I've been using phones as tools, I think, as the general public normally does for the last four years versus, you know, sitting down Mm -hmm. and actually criticizing something, (laughs) going through and analyzing it and saying... How, but how isn't that the best way to do it? Isn't that the best way to do well, it? Because for you, it's a utilitarian approach. Yeah. This is what people will actually do with the product and what they won't do with the product. Exactly. My perspective has changed so much. Because when I was here before, I was I was a 22-year-old punk who thought he knew what he was talking about, you know? Uh, and, and <laughs> You're I've still a punk. Gone, I'm still a punk. <laughs> I'm a punk with a beard now. Um, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, going back and looking at these these advancements, having been away for so long, because when I left, one of the reasons I left was because things were starting to stagnate. We were getting a bunch of phones every single year, and very few new things were being introduced. And those things that were being introduced were mainly really just like Snapdragon iterations, one after another. And it was the the the, the changes between phones was so incremental that. I just got over it. I was so tired. And now having been away for four years, looking at how things have improved is, is really the only thing I'm super interested in looking at and seeing. Well, apparently, apparently this is, apparently this is right in line with something that Brandon wanted to talk about here on our check-in. So I'm going to go ahead and let Brandon come on in. So um, what, 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 what thoughts did you have for today? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Taylor mentions how smartphones were becoming the same. And I actually think we're getting out of this rut. And Jaime and I were talking about this last week when, when he came to visit. Um, for a long time, phones were becoming commoditized. They were all about the same, and the, there was really very little change. But this year, something changed. We're getting actually some movement, some innovation, triple cameras, AI, big screen-to-body ratios, face unlock, in-screen finger, fingerprint sensors. Why? Notches. What? <laughs> I said notches. Yeah, well, that that's actually kind of a, a little bit of an innovation because you're getting a bigger screen in a, in a, a same-size footprint. And the reason that phones are becoming a little bit decommoditized is because companies are now incentivized again to do research and development because their margins have increased as phone prices have tipped to $1,000 and above. And it sucks for us, but at the same time, these companies now are able to put more money into research and development and come out with innovative features which we're seeing we've seen this year i think what do you guys think yeah i think i think it's great like we, we we've hit a we've hit a point in time where manufacturers had to like sit down and brainstorm like every single day because they're like what the heck are we going to do with this next one like i don't get it now we have things like three cameras on the back with different configurations we have freaking mechanical arms on top of an oled screen i mean like who thought that would be <laughs> a great idea but once i looked at it i was like this is just different enough to make me love it. You know what I mean? Like this is just I, I I just want I want that reaction because like in the world of of entertainment, if the reaction is meh, like no reaction at all, basically, then you failed. People either have to hate or love your stuff. And even if I were to put on that watch and um, people were like, oh, that's like so ugly. Like, why would you even do that? I'm like, yeah, I did, though. I did. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know. I have a feeling, and yeah, we were having this conversation with Brandon over what what has made this year special. And I I have to admit, it's the thing that I hate the most about the mar- the smartphone market right now, and it's that phones are getting more expensive. Um, sadly, 
if you if you know, there are only two companies that make money out of smartphones, and that is Apple and Samsung. That's it. They're the only two companies that make money, and then the rest of the companies are actually selling. They're focusing on the mid to low end because that's where they can make more margin. Um, whereas Apple has the advantage for that they can make money out of the, their app stores, and they're in charge of the services, and they own these things. Uh, and so they have different ways to differentiate the way that they make money, not just focused on hardware. But obviously, because Apple has, you know, Apple has raised that tier of price, it's allowed companies to be like, all right, fine, we're not going to necessarily charge as much as Apple. But this means that if we're pretty much doing the same thing and charging a little more, we could get a little more margin. And therefore, you know, we can get into making other product launches. And I feel that it's just jump-started the market. I, I'm not saying that it's the best thing to happen to the industry. I don't think so. But I feel that it's been what's been responsible to jumpstart the market because what we've seen this year was not what we saw last year or the year before. Like, we're seeing phones like crazy right now. Like, my schedule is horrible. Yeah. Just with all the products that we're getting. And, I'm, you know, I'm not complaining. It's like what Joe Levi used to say. It's a great time to be alive. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's great to see the industry flourish the way it has. Um, and I like that companies are, are going back to the roots, like BlackBerry, like this, we're going to remain true to what we were. You know, like Nokia, we're going to remain true to what we were. We're not going to try to reinvent the wheel, and this is what we're good at, and stuff like that. And, and yeah, you know, I, I feel that there is... I, I'm not... I don't feel that it's heading in the right direction. I'm just glad that it's jump-started the market again. Yeah. Um, I before we, do want oh, to alter my answer just a little bit and say that if there is a single product... That I'd like to try and check oh, out. Yeah. It's probably BlackBerry. Yes. Um, oh, I, I can send you one. No problem. Mainly because I got <laughs> my start in the tech industry. No, 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 no. Done. I, I'll send you a key too. I have one. Sweet. There. Yes. Wait, wait, <laughs> done. Because I. Done. That's where I started. Was BlackBerry, and I did. I did not want to give up BlackBerry. Even when Android came around, WebOS, iOS, I was just like, no. Nah. Blackberry OS is life, and oh my god! Key, when we're all at key two is going in the box. Do when it. we're all at uh, when we're all at CES together, you're just gonna hear clickety clackety. It's gonna be me and Taylor. <laughs> yes, and Michael Fisher, of course. Mr. Oh yeah, Blackberry. On yeah, exactly. The Mr. Blackberry, not the Mr. Mobile. Is what <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get into all of the Microsoft stuff, so quick teaser. Um, I do want to make sure Jaime, you had a quick thought on your smartwatch there. Go ahead and oh, give, give so, us that real quick, so, and then we got to get into our Microsoft stuff. So, so Jules, Jules was awesome enough to hook me up. He went to a Garmin event that I couldn't participate on, and he was nice enough to hook me up with the smartwatch of my dreams. Hmm. I have always, always wanted a Garmin Phoenix. Always. Ever since I saw the first one, I have been, I'm like, I'm not willing to pay $800 for a watch, but this would be it. I have wanted a Garmin Phoenix for so long. It's just Garmin is... You know, bear in mind from the aviation days, like Garmin is Garmin. This is what powers. It's either a Garmin or a Honeywell that power the GPSs on airplanes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've trusted Garmin. This is like the gold standard for fitness watches. Guess what the problem is? Battery? <laughs> I've No, it's a it's a two-week battery life. Oh. It literally, it, you can literally see where you are on a map. Like, there's so much advancement in this watch. And then when I started to try to do this, oh wait, it doesn't have a touchscreen. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh wait. You're liberated, Jaime. Yeah, You're liberated. Wait wait, 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 wait. Oh wait, the screen doesn't know when I raise it. It, I actually have to press a button to turn the light on, and the screen is not. 
is not uh, bright enough for me to be able to see it without pressing the button. They've got to do something to get you two weeks of battery life. Dude, I I, I was like, I was like, I guess I have become so spoiled by the stupid little things that smartwatches do now that I'm having a really hard time remembering what the OG generation of smartwatches was like. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just saying, wow, we've come a long way. Since the first time I saw the Garmin Phoenix 3, smartwatches back then were crap. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like the first generation of Android where Apple had not long, like Samsung was doing their, their, their first watches and they were terrible. Like the Pebble was like my first ever, it was like the watch back then. And so I was like, okay, that, the Pebble compared to this is is okay they're comparable there's no touch screen but the screen is like this and the battery life and so i was like okay so this is like the perfect fitness watch but now smart watches have evolved so much in just a few years that now i find this to be archaic oh let's not say that i think <laughs> i, I honestly think that, that there's 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 something to be said about being not only minimalist but there's a great quote that i listened to last week that kind of ties into this um Power used to be measured by how much people could do. Now power mm. is being measured by how uh, people use it, by what we pay attention to. Yeah, by what we pay attention to, because we are distracted by so many things, and and what we are given, like we have power in our lives uh, based upon what we know to ignore. So if if that watch is going to be a huge distraction for you because all of those features are in there, then more power to you because now it is something. It's a tool. It's not. It's not a distraction. It's a tool. No, for me, the problem is that it's got five buttons, for example, and I, I forget what each button is for. You'll get there. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it's just that that minimalistic concept has to apply to everything. I guess. What thing? What, what did I like about the Pebble? Three buttons. Yeah, it was simple. simple. Up, down, mm-hmm. and control. Rest Up, down, and control. And back. And back. Genius. But, yeah. Genius. And I hate that that Taylor actually met the CEO of Pebble and had no clue who he was interviewing <laughs> at the moment when he got to see the Pebble the, the Pebble Steel. I mean, I, yeah. I knew who I was interviewing. I, I was just cringy. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. All right, guys. Taylor. All right, before we go too far into this, um, let's get back into our main topics for today. Um, all right, so I will not be able to talk too much about this, but I was told by our friends Enobong and Danny Wienjet that um, this is stuff that I have to like be getting into a little bit more because I I'm working on an uh, I'll use the word archaic MSI laptop. I have a six gen Intel processor in here, which is just not what I need if I want to get into like 4K video editing and all that stuff. Um, but with all that in mind, computing is going to be stepping forward a little bit with Microsoft's new. Uh, Surface Pro 6 and Surface Laptop 2 with 8-gen Intel cores, which, oh, man, I want to get in on this. Jaime, uh, you were there, correct? So let's get some info on these two in particular before we move forward. The good part or the bad part? Uh, Let's start with the good. (laughs) All right, so the good part is, yes, definitely, the Surface Pro continues to be my favorite lineup. I just love their versatility. Everybody was like, no, the Surface Laptop was my favorite. But the designs didn't change, and that's not necessarily bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the designs as they were. You know what I would change? The whole irony of USB-A. Like, USB-A in a 2018 computer that's going to pretty much last for another year, where you have the Surface Go that's USB-C, where they launched the Surface Hub. That is, what is the... The big the, one, the Studio. Giant screen. The Surface Studio, that has USB-C, and that was another part that was weird. Because that has USB-C, but it has last year's processors for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the Surface Studio has last year's processors, whereas the new Surface uh, Book, uh, sorry, the, the Surface Pro and the Surface Laptop have the newer ones, but then those are USB-A. It's like if these departments don't talk to each other. And then they launched this pair of, like, Surface headphones, which I don't understand why they called them Surface, but fine. But those were really cool. I think that the pro probably the coolest part of the event were those headphones. Nobody was expecting them. So they've got this thing where they've got two dials on the on the ear cups. And so one dial controls how much noise cancellation you want. Cool. And then the other one has a control for volume and everything. And then they've got touch controls. And they look really good. I didn't look so what bad. Do you isn't isn't that the reason they call it Surface, though? Because they have the Surface dial. Right, oh, a little dial, good point. and you, you've got basically the same interface on your headphones, right? Right, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, right. what do you know about the secret project for the mini portable Surface? That sounds awesome, doesn't it? Have you heard? What do you mean, mini? Mini? They're, they're working surface? on like a tiny clamshell surface. That's like. Oh, I remember. I remember that. So the, there, there's a lot of experimentation that I've heard of, and and you know, one one of the things that I've gotten to know about Microsoft since Satya Nadella took over is they're taking hardware seriously um i like their approach um they're focusing on just making products that feel you know that just do what they're supposed to do i for me the microsoft surface pro has been probably one of my favorite computers because it just delivers on what it says that it'll do are you, are you using it right now uh, um I i'm not no, i'm currently using the macbook pro. oh okay I, so the the i don't have the service with me right now but it still is one of my favorites like for a and, lot but the of thing reasons. is that thing has it has the um so it's it's obviously a convertible, um, but didn't it have a dedicated graphics card as well? In the case of the Surface Pro, no. You need a dedicated the dedicated graphics card comes comes on the Surface Book. Oh, the book. That's the one that they were talking about. Yeah, and, to get so, into. and so the book and so the book has like the you know the keyboard case. Yeah, there you go. That's the one I was thinking. A, about. That has discrete graphics. Yeah, that's... Uh, which I, that's one thing they didn't update the Surface Book, did they? No, they didn't. Jules? They didn't. I. You know, it's it's just hilarious when I um I worked very closely with Microsoft in a project two years ago, and so they were like, "What computer do you want?" And um, you know, I wanted that Surface Book so badly, and even the people at Microsoft were like, "No, <laughs> it's too buggy. It's too buggy. Oh, really? No, we're gonna give you." Yeah, they didn't recommend it, oh. and so I wonder if that. It's just think about it. There's a lot of there's a lot of boldness in that design, and just the whole approach to having the graphics card be separate and then you know i think that it's genius but it just needs work and they just haven't been able to get it to the level still a little early work, for that. my opinion but it's gonna be awesome like it's five still a little years early. Gonna be amazing be super lightweight yeah. there'll be huge battery in the screen it'll be so cool yeah and so but the, the but the general consensus like david kogan like yesterday we we had drinks with kogan with michael fisher and they were like no the surface laptop i want the surface laptop. i was just about to everybody say, yeah. wants that computer yeah. everybody wants that computer well, because they're thinking of it I, from the work perspective you know because it has the, the yeah. graphics card we can edit on it and whatnot i'm i was just about to say i'm into that man i really want if only the pixel books or the pixel whatever the laptop was if only that came with this this. Yeah, basically. If only that came with a dedicated card, I would just I would just put Windows on there and then cuz I love the look. That's you, you, the best looking laptop in my opinion. So nice. You know, you want to know what I want on this keyboard? Ah. Dear Google, the caps lock key. Can we just have it be a caps lock key? Why what is it also? It's uh what is it that you press that button and it and it launches your app controls. Oh. And so for caps lock, you have to press you have to press alt function shift. something like oh alt shift something like that. Oh. And so it's funny for somebody that's been typing on a keyboard since 1997, even even no 1992, 
like for me to get used to the fact that that button is not a caps lock is the most annoying thing it's, ever. it's rude to talk <laughs> in all thing. caps anyway so you don't really need to use that that's true. Oh, come It's on. bad etiquette. <laughs> I want to make oh, sure. There are a couple of things that Jules chimed in with. Um, so both the Pro and the laptop apparently don't have, uh, they have the same, they have virtually the same specs and no I.O. Yeah. What? No I.O. Okay. That's, uh, see, that's the thing. Dongle Life is, is getting into everything these days. <laughs> it's just. But what is this about just, no USB-C? I, like, is there a proprietary I, connector I, I or something? I don't get or? it. And it's, and, and so here's the problem. They have a display port, but I believe that it's not Thunderbolt capable. Oh, wow. To my understanding. And so it's like, that's the moment where I'm like, no, I can't. Like, what was the, just give me two USB-C ports and make them Thunderbolt 3 capable and we'll be happy. Just do this. Like, we're not going to lose our friendship over that. Just do this. Mm-hmm. Oh come on! Like you, you think I don't? You, you think I don't? You think you're the only guy that's updated, Mister Martin? No, like really? I'm saying mine has HDMI, dude. Does yours? <laughs> hey. Oh, there you go. You have there the same you one. Go. You have the same dongle. It's just like the peripherals are the the one thing that keep me from looking at this. The peripherals and and integrated graphics. Like, yeah, that's always yeah, going to be I have to the agree. point of contention because right now I'm looking for a laptop that has at least a 1070 with an 8th gen. Uh, Intel Core, like I just what I want, like because I know oh, if I were to Huawei, Ma- Huawei MateBook X Pro, buddy. But does it? Ha- it doesn't have dedicated though, not a 1070. Oh no, it doesn't have the graphics, but you it, it is compatible with eGPUs. I mean, oh that's true. It's got the it's got the portability, and then you can connect an eGPU. Yeah, but then I have to put um, a huge like thing in my bag. <laughs> to, no, just the no, eGPU. Don't. Just... Like when you, like when you're when, like when you're on the move, you don't use that, and whenever you need to, you know. It's, I guess you can leave it. You can leave it in your check bag. Just leave it in the hotel. Whenever you need to render, you just come back and you know export. Like for me, the whole concept of eGPUs has made me seriously consider a 13-inch MacBook Pro now that they're quad core, because like I don't need all that graphics power when I'm mobile. I need the portability, but then I want to come back to the studio and I want to hit export and just connect what I need and you know deal with it whenever I do. Yeah. Um, Jules is chiming in over here. It's like it has the MX150. I'm like, yeah, but let me let me add another no, let me add another you said layer. It. It's got the MX150. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wanted to add another layer to that. Like, I want to be able to do. Um, I want to be able to do a video editing on it as well. But it'd be kind of cool if I could fire up like you know Shadow of War on it and just play once in a while. The, you know what I mean? Josh, Josh. I'll, I'll tell Josh. you. I'll tell you this much. What's like, wrong, Taylor? Like, um, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. Like The Verge said it, and we and I'm gonna say it. Like if I had to. Be, if I was asked what is the best laptop of the year, Huawei MateBook X Pro. I mean, I I, I can I can totally see why that. God, it is yeah. such a good computer, such a good computer. Like I don't think I've ever been delighted by a product so much, uh, simply because it's so it, it's what the MacBook Air should have always been. Oh yeah, That's you know point. it's it's a powerful MacBook Air is it's literally what it is. So would you say okay? So coming back to the Microsoft stuff. Um, would you say, are you, are you, so you want the pro, but like, what is it? What, but okay. You, you want the pro. A lot of people like the laptop. And then of course the studio we already talked about, I don't know. I just want to do one more thing on the headphones. Like, are, how do we feel about all of these tech companies kind of moving into, um, well, the audio it's space? Their first wearable. It is exactly. It's their first wearable. It's their first wearable. Um, like the drivers were like top notch. I forgot the specs. Were they, what, did it really sound good? Uh, they sounded fantastic. Really? Dude. Okay. And just that whole okay, so the noise canceling thing is really cool because 
Like if you go from most noise canceling, it's obviously you can't hear anything around you. But then as you move into allowing ambient noise, it'll actually at some point start using the microphones to feed it audio. Oh, yeah. And so it's it's like very seamless. It is so cool, man. You know, Uh, Jules uh, Jules is chiming in real quick, just saying that uh, the Microsoft band was technically the first wearable. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say they did uh, have a, a you, you mean you mean the dead Microsoft band? It was DOA, actually. <laughs> Such a bad product. Uh, these right here actually have a very similar feature. It's not a dial, but you touch the. Oh, cap you have the you have the Mark Three. It actually amplifies the ambient noise. Wow. I think those are the Mark Twos. These are the Mark Threes or the Mark Twos. Those are threes. Oh, nice. Oh, I, yeah. need to, I, I need to get the threes. I have, I have those threes. Those are my favorites. Oh, so nice. They're awesome. They're so nice. They're so good. They finally got the design right. I don't, I don't look like a pizza face with them. <laughs> They're perfect. It wasn't okay, the so, headphones. It was not the headphones. So, <laughs> so let's put it this way then. Would, <laughs> let's put it this way then. Would you say that these headphones at 350 are going to rival the likes of the Mark II? We're talking about the Sony noise-canceling headphones, by the way, they, guys. They have to... They, they need to make a name for themselves in audio, and that's the reason why I feel that there was a missed opportunity in branding them as Surface products. I feel that they should have just come out with a new lineup of something, um, a specific brand for wearables, and uh, use that instead of calling them the Microsoft Surface something. Because we have to understand, like the Surface has been around for what six generations, and they're still not popular products. You don't they're see them not. in the wild, ever. No, you don't see them in the wild. It's very hard to see them. They're no MacBooks. They're you know right. they don't have a name for themselves, and so you don't see the MacBook. AirPods, you know, and that's because <laughs> yeah. I think if, if you don't people see are, the MacBook AirPods, if people are looking to buy a laptop that's, you know, 14, 15, 1600 dollars, you're usually looking in the MacBook realm. They're not looking at Surface. Right, right. I mean, and, and I've so always that's, eyed that's Surface, the... but it's it's a it's a big ask for something, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Brendan, yeah. uh, last thought. And then we'll yeah, before on. we move on from Microsoft, I read a headline the other day which is just perfect, and it represents Microsoft very well and why they, they're starting to see some success. It was from The Verge, and it says, Microsoft is embracing Android as the mobile version of Windows. And I totally agree with that, and it's brilliant. It makes so much Ooh, sense. That is br- that is a brilliant headline, but how was the article? Uh, I mean, it just talks about you know the stuff that they're doing um, to kind of go away from I Windows. I mean, it was from, an article. <laughs> it, was, it had words in it, but like it makes it's really true. Instead of resisting trying to do Windows Mobile, Windows Phone. It's like, everyone is an Android phone, so we're going to make... Mo- oh, so did you guys see the Dieter Bone video about the history awesome. of Android on The Verge? It was an awesome video because he's like, Android was never designed to compete against iOS. It was designed to compete against Windows Mobile. It is so, so true. true. Mm. That is so true. And Google, like even the original version of Android that we remember before the dream... Uh, the Dream version, which is literally what came out a year later to compete with iOS, uh, which was back then iPhone OS. It literally, the whole concept was buttons. The whole concept was uh, navigation through a D-pad and everything, which is literally the way Windows Mobile works. So it's that is a that is a very genius article. It's true. Yeah, Android is the, literally the successor to Windows Mobile. Yeah, look at the uh, the original. Uh, what was the the phone? The G one. Yeah. The G one had a slide out screen. It had a. It had a, yeah. a scroll ball. ball, like a little trackball, yeah. Yep. Well, and yeah. Android's obviously come a long way, and it, you could say that it won on top of uh, 
<laughs> on top of Windows Mobile in that case. But uh, it, it, it does allow a lot of resurrections to happen. You were talking about BlackBerry earlier, Taylor. We also have Nokia. They've already made a bit of their comeback, but now we were able to take a look at their latest devices. Um, again, this is another phone that I did not get to take a look at, so Jaime's going to have to say a little bit more about our Nokias here. <laughs> the 7.1? Yeah. Uh... The, the number one thing that I find really interesting, I'm looking at the article right now, I love the fact that this is going to be made for pre-order um, today, but through Amazon, yeah. B&H, and Best Buy, this phone's coming. This It's coming, man. Yeah. Like It's not just China. Yeah. It's not just the, the East. It's coming here. No, I like that, uh, you know, when Nokia reached out about the briefing and everything, uh, obviously we started a relationship with them after they did the move with, to, with to HMD. Yep. And I, lo- like, I love the team at, at HMD. Like, they are very professional. It reminds me of the old Nokia. They're trying to bring elements of nostalgia to the brand in addition to bringing phones that are not expensive and that are well done. And so they don't complicate themselves. We do, and so I love their pillars. It's design, it's performance, and it's the best of Google. So you don't deal with bloat at all. It's literally Android 1 as it's intended. They're focusing mainly on design. And so this phone, um, obviously, yes, a lot of people in the comments were like, yes, but it has a notch. Yes, but it has a chin. Like every phone does right now. Like, can we just please move on from the topic of the notch? Like, really? (laughs) Like, like just fine, you know, just continue buying. Just go buy your iPhone 8. It's still there. You want a phone without you want a phone without a notch deal. You I just want to point out, thing. Jaime, that you perpetuate you know? the hate for the notch because every time you mention it in the daily, you like roll your eyes or have a negative reaction. No, no, no. I I perpetuate my hate for the notch on the pixel because oh, that yeah. thing looks like the size. That thing looks like the size That's of Long true. Island. Okay. Like <laughs> I, you I have know, a question it's, it's, regarding it's, that. Has it ever actually it. bothered anybody in in real world use? Nobody. That's the thing. Ever. It's just no. It, but it but does, the internet is on, stubborn, okay, no, no, Taylor. No. The internet is no, no, stubborn. No, no. But it does. <laughs> it does on the iPhone. It does on the iPhone. And I feel that Huawei, OnePlus, and LG do it best. Where if you go into full screen to watch a video, I'm sorry. If you go into you know watching a video in landscape, it'll obviously cut off uh, whatever portions because it's 16 by nine and this is 19 by nine. But then when you zoom in, what the phone does is it'll create the effect of having bezels and pretty much delete the existence of the notch because that's one thing that i feel that the iphone does terribly if you maximize the full screen the notch will cover part of the video i find that to be stupid but yeah going back to the 7.1 it's got a notch it's you know it's a 350 dollars phone guys and I, I saw some comments where they were like, yeah, but the Poco phone and this, yeah, try to make a Poco phone work in the United exactly, States. Exactly, yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't work in the, it works in the United States, but you won't get full LTE. And, you won't get a lot of things. And you know what? I guarantee you, if the Poco phone came to the US, it would not be priced $300. It wouldn't be a hard no. price. It would probably be 350 It would probably be just like this. Yeah, exactly. And so we've got 350 Snapdragon 636, not the newest processor. But again, I just, from my experience using Nokia, Nokia phones, this is like that utilitarian phone. I'm like, damn, this is I like the that. phone that I want to give as a gift to like my dad or or probably my, one of my younger kids because it's a very well-built, very sturdy phone. They're focusing a lot on the optics of the camera. I like that they're back in their relationship with Zeiss. Uh, obviously, I, I need a phone, and I need to test it further to be able to see if the photography is as good. Uh, they've got things like, uh, listen, I could care less about the damn both these, <laughs> but I find them to be genius for Instagram stories. Because I hate having to be like, you know, I start filming myself, and then I have to flip the camera to show what I'm doing. But then if it's a both I feel I find that to be cool. Is that a, that's a photo a or a video also? 
It's video. Oh, okay. It's video. It's video. Okay. And, and, and the cool part is, like, usually there are some phones in China that can do that. Yeah. But you can't control, like, if it's 50-50 on the screen. Like, in this one, you can't control if it's 70-30 or Ta- Taylor looks so, so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's called That's a, a Bothy. It's called a Bofi. Oh, come on, this is as come bad on, as the mo- goofy. You know, modern outdoor dweller. It starts with modern. You know that, right? So Bofi's is a term. You're the millennial oh. here, not me. Bofi. Oh, Bofi, yeah. we need a video. We need a isn't video it, of Taylor reacts. Isn't it, isn't it just like a crazy a concept? Like, isn't it just a picture? I'm looking, in a picture? Like, <laughs> yeah, picture in picture. That's what it's supposed to be called, right? Um, there you go. I'm looking forward to this. I didn't this. come up with the term. I didn't come up with the term. Don't look at You're me. You're perpetuating it. I'm, just like I'm the, the old hate. guy here. <laughs> I, I li- I'm liking this. And, um, you know, the, the Nokia devices that I did get to see at MWC that are not here in the U.S., this will be. But those devices were sleek. They looked really awesome. And um, I think what a lot of people need to remember about the Nokia 7.1 is that point one. that means Android 1. Like this isn't no 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 so so that point one means um, well I, it means to me so, Android one because I'm excited that Android yeah, one's but, on it exactly but but what I like I like the way they're naming things where it's not like the iPhone 10s Max and then the iPhone no it's like it's the seven that's the lineup yeah. and then the original will be the seven and then iteration the second generation will be seven point one the third generation will be seven okay that's cool and so on and so forth that's I so find much that better than what I see phone manufacturer making. Fifty phones a year, exactly. Run out of yeah, exactly. They need to find they need to find good ways of naming their stuff. I just love that Android One's on here because I'm really into checking that out, honestly. Because I have an Android One device that I have yet to check uh, check out, Um, but you know, to see it on a phone like this that I'm excited for, I'm jazzed about. Like, that's awesome. Because agree, yeah, just very Spartan Android. Um, Like you said, those pillars that Nokia is trying to put into their phones, like that's a great idea. That's it's awesome. Like, like stick to what you got. Um, okay, so we were able to go through all of those. We do want to give a couple of teasers uh, in our final thoughts section of this. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's coming up ahead. So why don't we talk a little bit about what we're excited about just for a quick second. Um, next week, Jaime, I'm seeing you again in New York. Um, in New York, in L.A. Yeah, and then in L.A., yeah. So you're coming. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, so next week on the good. 9th. Uh, as New, a- New York, we, we should just go on all the flights because we're doing New York, <laughs> L.A., London, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then probably, and then potentially New York again afterwards. Uh, we can't say for what yet, but um, so what we have here is uh, next week. We'll talk about next week in particular. Whatever comes after that, we got other podcasts for it. Whatever. Next week on the ninth, Pixel. Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever else is going to be coming out alongside the phone. Uh, if we see Pixel Buds two, maybe they fix a couple things there. If we see uh, a new Chromecast, it, you know, even though someone already bought it Ooh. from Best Buy. <laughs> Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know that that event, I I have to say, just uh, you know, just putting it out into the universe, just how grateful I am that I even got an invite to go to that. So I'm really excited. Jaime and I are going to work together at that event. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. Yep. And then the next day, we fly right back to LA. Yep. Everyone's coming to my hood for once. I'm so excited. Everyone's going to be in LA because no one visits me. I always go to New York. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> LA. Like, really? Come on. <laughs> so a bunch of our buddies are going to be back. And actually, just to give everyone a bit of a teaser, we're trying our best to plan out 
one of our special monthly recordings where we have a live video and we have our guests and our friends on as well. So a lot of people are coming next week for Razer. And whatever Razer can do in a second phone, I don't know, but bring it on. I want to see what you got because the first we'll phone see. the first phone made a splash. It maybe petered out a little bit uh, in the ultimate scheme of things. But you know what? That got me paying attention, and I'm just looking yeah. forward to seeing what they got next. No, they, they literally created the concept of a gaming phone. I just feel the Razer phone won. But, like, you know, I, I think that it's it's a good point to make that every first iteration is never great. And so I think that the Razer phone was greater than the fact that it was a first iteration, and now, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're getting their second gen, so let's see what we get. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we'll figure out, Taylor, which one of these we're going to send your way. <laughs> now that you're back. Okay. <laughs> just, uh, you're going to get that Blackberry, though. So first. we want to hear your thoughts on the Blackberry for sure. Yeah. Do it. Do it. What color do you want, Taylor? Uh, what colors do they come in? I, black I and literally silver. know nothing about anything now. I'm like... <laughs> black and silver. Black and silver. Black. Blue and orange. Black. He wants black. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I'll have to get you the black. I'll work on that. Awesome. And on that bombshell and on Taylor Martin's return, we're going to go ahead and call it for now. The weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show. So make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections or by emailing us at podcast. Ah, Jules, I got it. Podcast at pocketnow.com. You can also tag the cast on Twitter with the hashtag PN Weekly. Jaime Rivera is, of course, at Jaime underscore Rivera. Remember that underscore. Brandon Miniman is at Brandon Miniman. And the returning Taylor Martin is found at Cast. Tech. That's T-E-K at the end. He also has a couple of YouTube channels himself, Mod and the Best Damn EDC. Taylor, I apologize. I never got my EDC to you. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. John Rettinger didn't Same. either. And, I'm sorry. And Jaime didn't. Like, nobody did. Not one we, we will work on it it's together for sure. We'll get it now. We'll get it done. Uh, Jules, our podcast producer extraordinaire is at Point Jules, and I can always be found at JV Tech T. You know me by now. I love tech, and I love drinking me some tea, especially when I'm straining my throat to its absolute limits. Um, I also have uh, one quick shameless plug to give. I did do not only an iPhone review for Pocket Now, but you can also check out my sort of spin on the review process by checking out my review over at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. Just search for my name. Yeah, I love I love yeah, your video. It was fantastic. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, all right. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Adario every single weekday. We're also on PocketNow.com for all your mobile tech needs. We would love your feedback uh, through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or wherever you might be uh, streaming us. Because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for now 326 episodes straight. With that, we're going to call it on this edition of the Weekly. Stay tuned. The Pixel 3 and the Razer 2 are on their way, and so are we to all of those places. So we'll see you next week. Taylor, what has been your best moment during your time at Pocket Now? My best time had to be Berlin. Yeah, um, that's a very big time. It was Indeed. so much fun. Um, but specifically from Berlin, um, probably the night where we went out. There, there were two nights that were just really awesome. But both nights we went out to Burgermeister. Mm -hmm. The first we were with Flo and a bunch of other people, and we went to some crazy, <laughs> crazy, like, Jamaican <laughs> club called Yam. <laughs>
I don't know. It was so weird and random. But the other night was we were with Josh, Josh Vergara of uh, Android and Authority, not in me, Android Authority, and we went back to the hotel room and podcasted for Untethered. And it was just one of the most real talks I've ever had on, on my own podcast. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. No, that was a great trip. I was actually just thinking the other day in the Berlin um, transit stations, they have a, a, a fast food chain called Le Kroberg. 